You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you it's more than just your output more than a bike Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast. I have no idea what episode we are on. 312, because last week was 311. Oh, that's right. Yes. Episode 312. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Probably figured that out by now. Yes. No, I was well aware. Oh, I would good. say probably from almost the minute you sat down. Really? I was aware. Almost. Almost. Okay. It's been a crazy day. <laughs> that it has. At one point today, <laughs> I realized today that I now have three different attorneys. Yep. How did that happen? I didn't do anything wrong and I have three different attorneys. We've got still custody stuff with my ex-wife for a 19-year-old. Make that make sense. And then your personal injury attorney from when you got hit by the car. Yeah. And then we'll go into it another time, but I had some issues with my other podcast where someone was trying to take our name and now I have a trademark attorney. Yeah. So... Maybe we'll tell that story on the Patreon. Yeah, but, that's a good idea. And at one point I was talking to them all essentially simultaneously. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, if you have three attorneys, you should be a criminal or a billionaire. Yeah. And, and, and I am neither. Funny thing is we didn't initiate any of these. No, not one of them. <laughs> like, we didn't. None of the cases that we initiated, did we do anything wrong? Like, nothing. And it's all of a sudden, we're, like, lawyered up to Jesus. I'm just like, what the holy hell is happening? So... It has been a day. It's been a day. Yeah. So, we should also remind people that we will be in Orlando. Yes. On... June next, 9th. June 9th. 6 so that, p.m. at Splitsville. At Splitsville. So... We will see you there. Come out and say hello. We'd love to hang out with we you. We really would. We don't have a lane, but we do have a table. Yeah. So... I mean, our experience with these things is we're usually all just chat chat chatting yeah. there's no time for the bowling for sure so but yeah we'd love to hang out 
Besides that, what, pray tell, do you have in store for people this week? Well, let's see here. Peloton has some big news in showroom that we're going to discuss. We're also going to talk about the new seat posts that are coming out, the replacement ones. All kinds of other things, including what Peloton did for Memorial Day. There's also some new Pelotons in other hotels. Hotels are going to become a big topic today, so we'll talk about that a lot. Not to mention, we have a visit from Dr. Jin, and we cover the topic caring for ill parents without losing focus on ourselves. And then we also talk about all the instructor news because there is a ton of it. We also have a visit from Angelo at MetPro. Does menopause affect your diet? A little competition news. And then in case you missed it. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. Super helpful. Greatly appreciated. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Clipout. While you're there, like the page, join the group. You can always find us on YouTube where you can watch these episodes. Hello, YouTube. (laughs) And that's available at youtube.com slash The Clipout. We've got a newsletter at theclipout.com that you can sign up for. We'll send you the links and things like that. And you can also find our Patreon. So it's over at Patreon. You can sign up for that. You'll get ad-free episodes. You'll get the episodes early when we get them early. Sometimes we don't, but sometimes we do. And when we get them early, you get them early. And we also like to record bonus episodes where I'll tell you about how someone tried to steal my other podcast. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, there's all that. Let's dig in, shall we? Oh, Wait, you didn't talk about our interview this week. Oh, geez. Yeah. Our interview this week is Moms of Peloton. Yeah. So that's Melissa Ferreira. Yeah. If you know her real name. So yeah, tons of fun stuff to talk about this week. Absolutely. So you're going to want to stick around for all that? Okay, we shall. Oh, I mean, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. (laughs) Peloton in the news. We got some sad news, I think, over the weekend and a clip out exclusive that the showrooms about to have their pay slash. Yeah. Peloton in general wanted to cut their payroll for the showrooms by at least 40 percent as they did that. What they ended up doing was taking commissions from all the showroom employees. And then in addition to that, they moved them over to hourly employees. They gave them a slight bump, but But not enough to offset the loss of commission sales. Yeah. What we're hearing is that for many people, it was cutting their pay by as much of a third and that many of these people are going to have to move on to other jobs. They also indicated that they are no longer called sales associates. They are now brand ambassadors. And some people were not really happy about that new title. Yeah. And my understanding is that this is happening to all sales associates. So inside sales and showrooms. But The reason that we are highlighting the showrooms is because showrooms are, this is where a lot of people had their very first moment with a Peloton of any kind and a lot of really good people that we are going to be losing. And it's just really sad. It is. I also feel like this is kind of getting out in front of more store closings. It's a way to, I don't know, it feels like it's a way to purge the payroll. Without having to just come in and fire people, because they know when they make this adjustment, a lot of people are going to be like, well, gots to go. And then they just won't replace those people. Yeah, they won't replace those people. Or they know that these showrooms are not long for this world. My guess is by the time this is all said and done, I bet you we probably have showrooms in the top 10 markets. And that's about it. I think the thought process, which from a purely cold and calculated business standpoint, I understand, 
is that you can get them at Dick's, you can get them at Amazon, you can see one in real life at Dick's if you want. Like there are other places to see them in real life. Peloton is so prevalent now that if you want a Peloton, chances are you have a friend who has one. So you could go check it out at their house if you just needed to touch it first. It's a very different world yeah. than it was a few years ago when they started ramping up all those retail sales rooms. And I feel like the other aspect of it is that not only can you still try them out and you have other people that have them, I think this also goes along with the line that like they're not expecting to continue to put new hardware out, right? right. Well, like, I mean, ultimately, there's a finite amount of fitness equipment, mm-hmm. right? But if you needed the retail sales showrooms to teach people, this is what a tread is, this is what now, a, a rower is. I you will know? say, and there's probably someone screaming at their car stereo right now, that yes, you can get a bike and almost everybody probably has a friend or an acquaintance that has a bike, but they probably don't have a friend or acquaintance that has a tread. They almost certainly don't have a friend or acquaintance that has a rower. And I know you can get a bike at Dick's. Can you get a tread or a rower at Dick's? I honestly don't know. Well, I think that they have opened up Amazon to Bike Plus. I don't remember off the top of my head. I feel like there might have been more availability at Dick's Sporting Goods than there was at Amazon, but I could be misremembering that. Yeah. I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah. But I also think as they pivot by their own admission, focusing on getting app subscribers and pivoting away from equipment... I think that I get that the showrooms just don't matter in the way they did three or four years ago. And that sucks. It's cool to walk into your mall and see a Peloton store. I think also the problem, how often do you walk into your mall anymore? So, I mean, I can't tell you the last time I've been to a a real store on a regular basis. Like every once in a while we go to one because I have to. Right. But I don't go to stores. It's not like it used to be. No. The pandemic really changed that. For a lot of people. I think moles are obviously already on the decline. Of course. But, but for sure. Yeah. Now they were in the upscale malls that tend to be a little bit more recession proof. Yes. But I still think it took a toll. And I think that they will stay in those markets. Like you said, some of those bigger markets are going to still keep one in those really nice areas. But who knows? Because we have definitely learned over time that had a lot. What showrooms closed first had a lot to do with where they could. The leases. Their leases. Yeah. yeah. I also think that it's important to note that this change is going to take place on July 1st. If employees stay until August, then they will continue to get their commission for the next two months. And it's also important to note that at least in the people's minds who have brought this to our attention, they feel that it is particularly bad timing considering that Barry just got a raise. Now, if you're looking at it just from the perspective of, like you said, cold, hard business, Tom, okay, but... He got a raise on his base pay, but his stock options have changed considerably. And I also think that it's important to remember that he's the one that's turning the ship around. He's the one that has the most risk here. I don't know that I'd say he has the most risk. Well, I mean, I think no matter what making a decision and it all rests on his shoulders, whether it fails or it works. That's all I'm saying by risk. Yeah. And I guess from my vantage point, like if Peloton went tits up tomorrow, Barry's going to be okay. No, absolutely. I didn't mean his personal finances. I meant from who's making decisions. Yeah. But I wouldn't be able to make this decision. This is why I can't be a CEO. I couldn't. I mean, I'm dead serious. If I was just like, oh, I have to lay off all these people. Right. And now I have to close all these showrooms and now I have to change all their pay and knowing how unhappy they would be. This is why they do get paid the big bucks to make these awful and gut wrenching decisions. I think we should also say that a lot of times you hear these stories where They lay off a bunch of people and the CEO's getting a raise in the tens of millions of dollars where it's like you could carve out a third of that and keep a 
good chunk of these people. He's getting a raise of like, what, $250,000, which is not an insubstantial amount of money, but it's not like if he gave back that two fifty, they could hire all these people back. Like, that's not the optics here. Just no. Be- and I also, I just want to say that for all the people that are still on this headspace of this means Peloton is going down the tubes, I kind of think it means a different thing. It's the exact opposite of that. And this means that they are making the hard decisions to make sure that they continue the longevity. I don't like these decisions. I hate whenever Peloton has to change, whether it be changes from we all get together once a year or my favorite instructor leaves it or they have to change the amount of people that work there. But I want to say this and I want people to hear this and spread the news because it's important. And that is Peloton is important to stay around long term. And so we're going to have to sometimes make sacrifices for that. This is not a sacrifice I wanted to make. And it's not a sacrifice for me personally in the right, way it is to be for clear. the showroom. Yeah. I don't mean that. I mean, everything changing, we have to accept if we want Peloton to yeah. be around for a long time. I am not saying that I'm making the same kind of sacrifice that a showroom employee is. For sure. So they're in a situation where sometimes to expand, you have to contract. And yeah. I think that's they're in the contraction. Exactly. Phase. And it sucks. It does. The replacement seat posts are starting to pop up in people's mailboxes, if you have a big mailbox. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe just your front porch. Maybe your front porch. They have, yeah. And we have some images. If you go a little further down there, Tom, scroll. Keep on going. Well, keep on going. There we go. Okay. Okay. So the top, for those of you who are watching, if you're not watching then you can also go see our post about this at theclipout.com yes. where you can wait till you get the newsletter. But for those of you just listening, I will do my best to describe it. Okay, so we have two posts laying here together. The top post for those of you looking are, that is the old post. Yeah. And the one just below it is the new post. I was like, when you were like, I will do my best to describe it, I'll do it for you. It looks just like the post you got. Yeah, but there are some differences. <laughs> I'm sure there must be in order for it to be the replacement part, but just to the naked eye, it doesn't look any different. Well, it is longer. It's a half an inch longer, so okay. there is a very uh, obvious difference. There's a reason that a woman would spot that. <laughs> And what about its girth? I think the other thing to point out is that the welds look very different. I don't know how they are different because I don't understand welding, but the joints look very, very different than the first one. So anyway, there you go. Yeah, but they're starting to show up for people. So hopefully more people get them and they can get back to running. Yeah. If you're an app user and you're upset with the new tier pricing, we have discovered a price hack that could possibly work for you now just to be clear this isn't going to work for all people right and so it's not a magic bullet but if you are in a household where multiple people could possibly use peloton or maybe you're in a relationship but you don't live with that person you don't mind sharing an account this could be a solution to get more content yes so peloton we know all the app tiers i'm not going to go through those again we know that there's five of them free to the most expensive got it okay but what you may not realize is that there is also the guide membership so there's all access all access is for people who have a bike a tread or rower but there's also the guide only membership and the guide only membership is what i feel like people are kind of just glossing over so here's the deal. Right now, you can buy a guide for $195. They originally came out at $295. A lot of people think they're going to go down even further during Prime Days. So watch for that and other sales. But let's just say you buy a guide, whether it be the $195, cheaper, more expensive, whatever. You get it. Here's the thing. If you get a guide-only membership, it's $24 a month. You get all of the content on the app, 
automatically. So that means if you have a different rower from a different company, you can use it. And the best part is you get to share it with five people in your home. If you have the app only, any of the app tiers, regular app, you have to use that price is for a single person. So if you are using the free option, obviously it's free, so it doesn't matter. But if you're using the app plus option and that has all of the content, you have only yourself to share that with for $24. Or you can pay $24 and share it with five other people in your home. Right. And if you think about it, if you're doing the intermediate tier, if you have two people in your home doing the intermediate tier, you could buy the guide and then share it and pay essentially the same amount of money for all the content. And not only do you get all the content, you get all the guide content. So all of the guide exclusive workouts that come out and you have seven weeks before you get it anywhere else in the app, you'll get it first thing. And you get all of the things that come with the guide. So you get the form tracking, you get the form where you're able to see the rep tracking. That's what I meant to say. And then you're able to track all of your weights and put those in the system, have your weight library. And the best part is this works even for people who have a very, very small amount of space because the guide's like this. Yeah, it's super (laughs) tiny. So I know a lot of people are like, I can't get a tread. I can't get a rower because my house or apartment is too small. That is not an issue with a guide in any way, shape or form. So if you're an app user and you look in the same money, This could be a very effective way to do it, especially if they go on sale again, like we think they're going to. I think you could snap one up and save yourself some cash long term. One more thing about this. I've had a lot of people reach out to me and be like, well, you don't know they're not going to change the price. I don't know that. I don't know that. I can't. I can't tell the future. I don't know they're not going to change the price of the bike. I don't know that they're. Yeah. like. But what I will tell you is this. I did reach out to Peloton sales before I wrote this article and before we did this approach. We do research people. Yeah. And the salesperson indicated that there is no plans to change this. So right now, nobody has any kind of plan to change this. And so I don't know, might change, but it might not. So there you go. How about it? We just celebrated Memorial Day over the weekend and or I guess we should say commemorated Memorial Day. We commemorated. That is correct. It's for people who died serving our country. So you don't want to celebrate that necessarily. No, you do not. You (laughs) do not. You're grateful, but it's not a party. Peloton had partnered with the USO over Memorial Day. Just to be clear, we know what Memorial Day means but you can't send a message to the dead troops. Right. So this is a great way. So what they did is they teamed up the USO so that you can send messages to troops who are currently serving and who have served. So they're still making a sacrifice. It's still a great way to say, hey, we are grateful for what you are doing also. And it's nice because this is a great way to celebrate what people are doing right now. Show appreciation while people are still with us. Yes. Life hacker. We just gave you a hack, but here's Life Hacker <laughs> has a review of Peloton's new free app subscription, and they actually kind of dug it. Yeah, they said it looks pretty good, actually. Yeah, they seemed pleasantly <laughs> surprised. They were like, oh, I thought we came here to shit on it, but it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is in Australia. I think that is important to note because one of the things Peloton is trying to do here is they are trying to get all those app subscriptions like you talked about earlier. Right. But you got to move to other countries to be able to do that. So Peloton is trying to not only get app subscriptions, but also grow app subscriptions in a lot of countries. Australia is a great place to do that because they are a very fit country and they are very open into Peloton. So this is great that they had such an awesome review. Absolutely. That's a huge win for Peloton. Speaking of Australia, 9.com.au has a review of the tread (laughs) and they also seem to dig it. There's a lot of digging going on down there in Australia. (laughs) In Australia, you dig all the way to Cleveland. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, works. they were really surprised that the training is so effective on Peloton. Their original thought process was there was no way that they could ever run for eight minutes straight. Then they trained with right. the coaches on Peloton and boom, suddenly they are running for eight minutes at a time. That says a lot about engagement and consistency because those are really important things. I mean, anybody can go outside and run anybody that has the ability to run. But if you don't stick with it and it doesn't come naturally to you to get better, you do need some kind of ability to be engaged and have somebody push you. So that's pretty cool. Women.com is talking about Whoop and its compatibility with Peloton. Yeah, I thought this was very interesting because it combines two of my favorite things, Peloton and Whoop. But it's interesting because I don't think besides myself... Thought you were going to say women. I was I, like, well, now. I don't think that I've ever heard anybody talk about Peloton and Whoop outside of people in the Peloton community. And we talk about different trackers. Yeah. So I just thought it was interesting. There was a whole article by women.com discussing something so generically. And they talk about like there's other fitness trackers that you can use and why would you want to use it? And there's a lot of people that don't see the need to have Whoop, but I am not one of those people. I am a firm believer that I like to have my Whoop and I like it to track all my metrics. It's the best around for sleep. Yes, even better than Aura Ring, in my opinion. And I love its recovery metrics. And I've tried using Athletic and I do use Athletic for certain things. You can use Athletic with Apple Watch, but... I will say Whoop continues to still have the best recovery metrics that match me. Also, it has all this strength tracker things that you can do now. So now it's tracking your strength and it shows the proper strain for your strength, which used to only track your heart rate. There is no other tracker that does that. None. None of them do that. So that's pretty cool. And I love that they are celebrating that in women.com. And I should say we received no compensation for that. None. Just because I love Whoop. Even Hotel in Sweetwater Doral. It's in Miami. Thank you for the translation. <laughs> is uh, breaking ground, but their new hotel is going to have a Peloton in it. So do you think all the even hotels are getting Pelotons in? I don't know. One? This is the first one that I've seen. And that's why I wanted to mention it, because I thought it was pretty intriguing that we've started seeing. We saw this in Hilton. We're seeing the Hilton get bigger, that partnership. We've seen it happen in Weston. That partnership has grown. So to be able to see another major hotel chain having Pelotons in it, I think it's awesome because this isn't just Peloton in their gym. This is they have three different room classes, one of which has a Peloton in it. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I would absolutely stay in a hotel if I could find it where I was traveling. That would make me do that. I have one booked for August. Oh, yay. So there. Yay. In the room? No, but oh, I have... You got e me very excited. I have an even hotel booked for August. Oh, okay. But I don't know if they have Pelotons or not. Yeah. I thought we were going to change that, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they need to hear that conversation. They do not. It's not private. It's just boring. Yes. CNET.com gives you a list of uh, summertime workouts that are great for outdoors. And it's a list of things, but Peloton makes the list. Yeah, they do. We're going to talk about Aptiv later, too. They're on this list. They so are, I yes. want to make sure we chat about that. But Peloton making the list, a lot of different ones did. I just love that they are being considered and included for things like outdoor workouts because they have amazing outdoor workouts. Someday, maybe I'll even get to take place with them again. I'm not bitter. Not at all. No. And coming up after this, we're going to talk to Dr. Jen. She has a tips and suggestions for those of you caring for ill parents but still being able to maintain the focus on yourself because that is still important during trying times like that. So stick around. Getting this psychological edge with Dr. Jen. 
Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. She was a five-year national team member in rhythmic gymnastics and sports psychology for USA Gymnastics. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hi. Hello. Well, we have another anonymous question this week. This one says, I am so out of my routine and I've been dealing with a lot of stress. I know exercise would help me tremendously, but I just can't get myself to do it. I got married a month ago. We have known my dad's cancer is back since Christmas. They honestly don't know if they can help him this time. Besides having a full-time job and a new husband, twice a week I drive over one and a half hours each way if there is no snow or construction to help my parents because my mom is also showing early signs of Alzheimer's, so she can't manage everything anymore. Like I said, I've been dealing with some stress. I listen to the podcast every week, so I've tried Dr. Jen's tips of doing a five-minute core class just a few times a week or trying different types of classes like bar and shadow boxing or bike boot camps. I'm just such an all or nothing person. I feel like I'm failing. Do I just need to keep trying or be easy on myself knowing some of this will pass eventually and I will fall back into a routine? Oh, this poor woman. I really, really feel for her as someone who has a ill family member who I care for and I have some similar stresses. I really get this. And the answer is yes, yes, and yes. So yes, should you be easier on yourself? Absolutely. Yes, should you continue doing that five-minute core class and try to build on it? Yes. But I also think that part of what she needs to do is, and it's become such a cliche, but I have to say it anyway, is that it's the old adage that when you're on the airplane and you're with someone, you're with a child, and they say, like, if the oxygen mask comes down, you got to put it on the kid first before you put on yourself, because if you pass out, you're no good use to anybody. So I think you've got to view the self-care really differently. And it's very hard when you are taking care of other people who you love in your family and this driving an hour and a half each way, like it's incredibly stressful, just that in and of itself, much less that when you arrive at your parents' home, what you have to see is so heartbreaking. So I really think that having some things that you do for yourself is of the utmost importance. You've got to put gasoline in the tank in order to keep going because this is what you're going through between your dad's cancer and your mom's Alzheimer's. It sounds like at the very least, your mom is it's going to be a marathon, not a sprint. And so you're going to need to find a way of life temporarily that allows you some self-care. Otherwise, you're going to lose it. And you're no good use to anyone if you break down. So first of all, I think on the days that you're driving there, you've got to give yourself a break. Mm. Like the most you should do is like a five minute stretch class just because it's going to hurt your back and your hips mm. spending three hours in the car. And when you come back, you probably benefit from like a little Chelsea five minute pigeon or which we all know how I feel about that class <laughs> or a little four, five minute Chelsea or Kristen. But on the other days, you've got to look at, look, you should have at least one or two days where you do nothing, where you can just rest. And I think on those other days, what can you do that is small and stop judging yourself for it? Like I'm coming after you on this. Like if you do anything, it is an accomplishment. Like that's what you have to keep in mind. And also that some of your self-care, maybe Peloton, maybe it's a five minute class, a 10 minute class, a 20 minute class. But also some of it needs to be what will 
put gasoline in the tank. And sometimes it's Peloton, but sometimes it is doing a crossword puzzle. Sometimes it's watching some really dumb TV that is just like brain candy. Sometimes it's reading a book. Sometimes it's listening to this wonderful podcast. Sometimes it is doing something creative or getting on the phone with a girlfriend and just about how difficult life is right now. But you need to give yourself that because you've got to be putting fuel in the tank and using self-care and just stop judging yourself. Like that's really the core to get through this. And I get this on such a deep, profound level personally and professionally. Like you've got to give yourself a break and you've got to find what will help you have energy, not things that will take away energy and judging yourself takes away energy. So true. Absolutely. I remember when my mom passed, she was in and out of a coma for like the last three months and I didn't do anything health related then, but I gained like 40 pounds in that three months just because I was at the hospital until nine or 10 o'clock at night. And then on the way home, it's like, well, I didn't have time to eat how I would normally eat. So I'm like, just went to McDonald's or Kentucky Fried Chicken. And so it's like anything she can do is going to be better than doing nothing. So absolutely. And also you were probably using food to soothe yourself. It sounds like you were turning to comfort food like fried chicken and mashed potatoes and that kind of stuff in order to get through a difficult time. And sometimes we do that. For sure. So it's a situation. There's no two ways about that. So, well, thank you so much for those words of wisdom. Until next time, where can we find you? On all social media at Dr. Jen Mann, two ends on Jen, two ends on Mann. Thank you. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture, size. Yes. None of that with Hero Bread. No, because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs, they have like no substance to it. (laughs) It's like eating air. It is. And Hero Bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread. Like I did not feel like I was giving up something. I was surprised at how big each slice of bread was. Here's the real test of a piece of bread. (laughs) I didn't make a sandwich with these. I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles. 
for your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R dot com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30 30- day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Instructors in the news. So Selena Samuela announced this week that she is canceling her Ironman race for July. But here's why that's a good thing. Yeah. So you guys, just to go over the timeline, she had announced in November her intention to do an Ironman in 2023. And then in December is when she had her son Torin. So then she started training after she had Torin, of course. And she found that she was really like not where she wanted to be physically as far as like just getting right back into that. And she talked a couple days ago on Instagram about the fact that it was time for her to pivot and change directions because she just now is getting to the point where she feels like she could train at the level she needs to train for. And I think that was incredibly smart. I definitely was concerned about her. This is her first Ironman, full Ironman. And I was concerned when she announced that in November. Not because she can't handle herself. I was concerned because I know a lot of people who have done Ironmans and they have trained and trained and trained and gotten hurt while training and added to the pressure of being a new mom. Like there's already so much pressure when you're a new mom. Everything like everybody judges you. Are you breastfeeding? Are you not breastfeeding? Are you giving them organic food? Are you making the food yourself? Are you using diapers that are disposable. I mean, it's like the list could go on for hours about everything that everyone thinks they have something to say about it. So to be a new mom, to be this high level Peloton instructor with all these physical expectations that you have as an instructor, and then on top of all that, do the training that it takes. I mean, it's like 27 to 37 hours a week of training, just training for the Ironman that you have to do. That's a lot of pressure for anybody. So I personally was really relieved that she decided to do this because it puts such a great example out there for women in the community. I mean, anybody it doesn't have to be people, a woman. Really? Yeah, well, anybody, yeah. anybody. We all put a lot of pressure on ourselves. There's so many of us in the community that are type A personalities and we're like, I'm going to do this come hell or high water, regardless of whether I get hurt, regardless of whether or not I have to put other priorities on hold and that's going to end up messing up my life in some way. Yeah, we tend to glorify the play through the pain. And there are times when that sort of grit is important to have. But I think there are a lot of times when people end up hurting themselves. And I think it's a great example for people to see that even a Peloton instructor, right, kind of, I think what a lot of people would consider pinnacle of fitness, or at least certainly in the 98th percentile of fitness, Even they can have things that they struggle with and they need to take a step back from and there's no shame in it. There's none, none at all. And I am so impressed with how Selena has covered her entire postpartum journey. But in particular, having the guts to say this so publicly and know that there are going to be some people that judge her like they just will. But most of us are applauding her 
And most of us say thank you for being such a positive influence and reminding all of us that we can pivot and change goals. And the rest of your life is still in front of you. She's going to pivot to a different race. She didn't say when that one was, right. but it'll be an appropriate time that she feels ready for. And that's all that matters. She also indicated that everybody who follows her classes on Peloton ought to get ready because she is ready to bring it. She is entering her major training phase at this point, and she is going to kick our asses. So love this for her. And I appreciate that she did this. I have nothing but wonderful, warm fuzzies for Selena for doing that. So Jen Sherman started a little bit of a kerfluffle this week. Yeah, she did. So I guess that her mixtape class that she did the Sunday of Memorial Day weekend She went to a concert the night before, and uh, I guess she had a few drinks, and she was really feeling it the next day. In fact, she was tired, and she was like, oh, I need to drink a glass of water. I need to stay hydrated. And when some people got a hold of that information, it turned into basically an intervention (laughs) online. It was kind of upsetting how people were so judgmental of her. Here's the thing. They made it sound like she was like about to throw up and that she was unprofessional and she miscues and she couldn't do her job. It was like when Hawkeye went into surgery. Yeah. Hung over. Yeah. And Radar got all mad at him. Yeah. And it was a comment thread full of radars. And she wasn't. Like, I took the class and that's absolutely not what was happening. She was her usual bubbly self. And yeah, she was definitely struggling. I mean, who hasn't had yeah. a night where they've done too much the night before and they're like, oh. also, the older you get, you go to a concert, even if you don't drink, it can be rough the I next know, day. I know, right? How many times have we gone to a concert and not drank and the next day be like, uh, I feel like I drank? Yes. <laughs> Lizzo concert was definitely like yeah. that for me. There was just a lot of judgment about this. So we want to talk about it and share our support. Now, I also want to say I'm not saying that people should constantly be talking about alcohol and like showing this lifestyle like they can just go party, party, party and giving it lots and lots of glamour and love. I don't think that's healthy either. No, there's a middle ground. There is a middle ground. She's an adult. She went to a concert the night before and she was an adult. She showed up and she yeah. did her job and she, she still did a good when job. when the concert is, right? Like, uh, exactly. It's not like she just went to a bar the night before and she could have done that on a different day. The concert is when the concert is. Exactly. As the guy who schedules the concerts knows. Exactly. So that happened. Now you know about it. Yeah. Marathoner, <laughs> a.k.a. Maddie Majacomo. Yes. Will be at Zuzu's. On to, June 11th. On June 11th to celebrate Pride. Well, Maddie, as Marathoner, right. they are doing a really cool Pride brunch. I think this is really fun. It's going to be from 3 to 5 p.m. And there's going to be like this three-course family-style lunch, up to two cocktails, mocktails, and you get to have a conversation with Marathoner. I mean, who wouldn't want to have an in-depth conversation with Marathoner? What a special event to be invited to. People received invites for this in their email. And last I heard, there were a few left. So hopefully people that had gotten these, they like snapped them up right away because what an amazing opportunity. You know, I love Maddie. Absolutely. Emma Lovewell is heading to the UCK. <laughs> yes, I love this. I guess they're just on an exchange program now because Bradley <laughs> Rose was just here. <laughs> so Emma is going There's to just London. A shuttle yeah. going back and forth. <laughs> they're just they're taking Concords, repurposing them, and now they're just Peloton shuttles. Yes. Um, you know how the, you that leave a penny, take a penny. Yeah, the thing they have like at the local gas and stuff. Yeah, they have that, but for Peloton instructors. <laughs> 
take a Bradley Rose, yeah. leave it. Bradley Rose, take it. Oh, do you got an Emma Lovewell? Leave her right here. <laughs> well, she's going to be teaching two classes while she's in London, and one of them is going to have members in it. It's going to be a 90s ride, and she's going to be teaching that on June 8th at 7.30 p.m. So how fun is that? I love it. And speaking of Emma, she was on the Breaking Bread podcast, which I guess is everywhere, but we have it on YouTube. Yeah, and she talked all about a lot of personal life stuff, not just Peloton stuff. So this was a fun one to listen to. Breaking Bread with Tom. Well, yeah, Not me. <laughs> not you. I don't break bread. I am very careful with my bread. You keep it safe. Yes. Safe bread. And finally, in our Emma trilogy, <laughs> she is going to be at... Martha's Vineyard this week for this, or summer. this summer for Summer Stock Sound Fest. Yeah, they're doing a whole bunch of stuff with a lot of different like musical artists, but they also have speakers. And so she is going to. Well, if you're going to have music, you got to have speakers, honey. How are people going to. That's a good point. That's uh, a good point. I think it through. I'll be honest. It kind of made it sound like she was one of the musicians. Now, I know Emma's dad is a musician, right. but I didn't know she was a musician. So I was a little confused. I assume she's just speaking, but I could be wrong. I don't live on Cape Cod, in case you didn't know. Yes, but so. if you're in the Cape Cod area, if you're just cruising by Martha's Vineyard, as one is apt to do, mm-hmm. you can take part in that. Yeah. Toonday learned to snorkel. Yeah, I love this. She said, be kind in the comments. I just thought this was great because I constantly think of these instructors as like above me athletically, and she feels insecure about her learning how to be comfortable in the water yeah i mean how real is that i love it very real for me because you know i can't i I can't snorkel i know it freaks me out even with the big old full-on face thing like she has like it freaks me out it is so claustrophobic for me and it's freeing for me i'm like let me go like i love it i love it so much i mean i got zero interest Uh, god I loved when we got to snorkel well, when I got didn't get to snorkel. when I got to snorkel in St. Martin. Someday I'll get to edit those videos and show you guys. I got to see this giant eel underwater and it scared the crap out of me. And I didn't have my camera going at that moment. And I was really annoyed. Anyway, congrats to Tune Day. Yes. <laughs> so you go snorkel. I'll sit on the beach and read my book. Camilla Ramon was on Ola TV. Yeah, right, so Ola she says- TV Toe? Two. Two. Oh, it didn't, Ola TV. It didn't break two. it apart. Like, there's no space in between Ola TV and the word two. Yeah. Because we had to translate it. So Google got all weird. It did. Anyway, she was there, but it says that she was returning. I think that's important to note. I didn't know she had been on Ola TV before. Yeah. So we must have missed that. But she wanted to do an interview where she talked about changing the dialogue in the Latino community about training to one that focuses on eliminating guilt and an aesthetic pressure, generating freedom and happiness. So I think that's smart. And I really like that she shared this. Allie Love will be speaking at the Day to Grow conference in Orlando on August 14th. Awesome. It's one of those multi-speaker motivational things. So if that's your jam, get your tickets. Yeah. It's interesting that they call her the CEO of Love Squad Global Peloton Instructor. Just Peloton Instructor. Yeah. I don't know. They're all technically global. Right? Yeah. Isn't that a weird word to add in there? It is an odd thing to throw in there. I wonder if Peloton did that. The things that make me go, hmm. (laughs) And coming up after this, we're going to talk to Angelo. We have a listener wanting to know if menopause can affect your diet and he's got answers. Yeah, he does. Clip out. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Angelo from MetPro here to answer all of your fitness and nutrition questions. Hello. Hi. Hey guys, thanks for having me back. 
Well, thank you for being back. This is going to be, I think, a tough question. I'm really curious to see how you handle it. So. Where were you on the night of June 19th, <laughs> 1976? <laughs> I had a nickel for every time I heard that. (laughs) So Karen Smith reached out and she wants to know how she knows if menopause is affecting her diet. Specifically, she says her eating habits haven't really changed, but she's always tired and her weight is creeping up. She's had routine blood work done a few months ago and no real changes were noted. She's 45 and she has no idea if she's into the change. Well, I'm going to say she's got to at least be in perimenopause because that's my feeling. But your turn. I'll let you answer. (laughs) So I'm going to give you an answer that will have the ring of truth. It is going to be very simple and it is going to be a very aggravating answer. Karen, you don't need to wonder. It is. <laughs> there it is. That's Boy, you no, So one time you don't say it depends. Yeah. <laughs> depends. yeah. This is just the deal. If yeah. you're a female and you're 45, it's coming. And here's the thing, though, that most people don't realize. It's not a switch. It's a dial. So the way hormones work is you can graduate into it. Now, some people do have that switch effect, but most people will start feeling those effects. It can even start earlier. It can even start in your early 40s for some women gradually. And so a way that you'll know that is if randomly you're starting to experience not much has changed, but you're feeling these effects and you can't pinpoint it to something else. Now, there are other things, Karen, that could make you fatigued, tired and things you should check on. And I'll give you just a list of a few common offenders. But assuming there's no other things out of whack, yes, your hormones can be having an impact. That doesn't mean all is lost. I promise. It just means that you do want to optimize what you can for your wellness, for your health, for your fitness, your nutrition, all across the board as naturally as you can, of course. So Karen, the things that I would like you to ask your doctor about, again, I'm not a doctor, but here are things you can ask your doctor about. Iron levels. If your iron is low, especially, and you might check because that could be more dominant around your cycle each month. See if your iron levels are low. That's a real common one. Check on your D vitamin. I'm confident if you've been to the doctor within the last decade, they've probably already alerted you to these things. The next thing you want to make sure is that there aren't obvious gaps. If somebody is confessing elusive energy issues where it's a little unpredictable, what can happen is as we age, your body changes a little bit and you might benefit from a little bit more frequent meals. That doesn't necessarily mean overhauling your macronutrient ratios or your calories, but you may just be at a point in your life where you're a little more susceptible to gaps where you get busy, maybe you had a light breakfast and then pretty soon it's one, two o'clock, you get hungry, so you eat your normal lunch, but then you're still fatigued after that. Well, you might not be realizing that that earlier gap is adding up. I see this a lot with my athletes, especially athletes who are training for some sort of competition or even endurance athletes, peloton cyclists, whatever it may be, they're training for something And they're getting technically adequate calories and macros based on what they've done before. They're coming to me expressing, oh, I'm still fatigued. My energy isn't where it should be. My performance isn't where it should be. How do I improve that without adding a ton of calories? Remember this. 
calories you have not yet consumed can't help you. So Americans tend to consume about 70% of their calories in the last 30% of their day, generally. So what happens is if you switch and get a little bit more of your fuel earlier in the day, that can help. If you spread those calories out over a, a few snacks, that can help even further. But you may be getting enough fuel, but it may be too little too late in the day, especially if you are pushing yourself and you're exercising or training for something. So those are a few little things you want to look for. Of course, speak with your doctor about blood work and a panel just to make sure nothing wonky is going on with your hormones. But like you said, it is entirely possible to feel the influence of shifting hormones as we march through our 40s without there being a major issue or something wrong. You want to make sure your macronutrients are balanced. So there's a lot of approaches out there. And there is science behind things like low carb. There is science behind intermittent fasting. There is science behind a lot of different approaches. But approaches that aren't balanced tend to be exposed whenever we are dealing with something like hormonal shifts. What I will typically notice is the strategies that someone may have tolerated in their 30s, in their 40s, mid 40s, their body just doesn't like it as much. Now, that's not across the board, but that could be the case. Some worth considering, whereas I rarely see people struggle with a balanced approach where they're getting adequate a balance between carbs, good, slow digesting, complex carbs with quality proteins, with spread out fats throughout the day and lots of vegetables for fiber. When I see things like that, rarely is that leading to energy crashes. So those are the common red flags we look for. And one last thing I'll suggest is when we do our, an initial evaluation with someone, you know, one of the first things we ask is, how's your energy? And what time of the day are you finding energy dips? Because spoiler, Everyone comes to me and says, yeah, my energy is just, I have this issue, especially early afternoon. By then, it's so hard to catch up. So with our clients, typically, and we really take each individual scenario and previous health history into account, but typically, we want to see somebody eating four or five times a day right out of the gate. Even if we are going to put them on fewer meals a day, we like to start there, especially if energy is one of their principal complaints, because that often fixes the problem just organically. A lot of times people have inconsistent meal timing. So make sure you're at least getting breakfast. Make sure lunch isn't too late in the day. Make sure you have a mid-afternoon snack. And those few things can make a big, big difference. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all of that. It's very helpful. And if people would like this sort of stuff just for them, where can they find you? We'd love to visit with you if you go to metpro.co slash TCO. Wonderful. Thank you. Checking out the competition. Echelon is attempting to target disgruntled Peloton members. Yeah, apparently they think that people are looking for reasons to downgrade. You know what I really don't like about Peloton? I wish my bike was 
<laughs> now, listen, I know there's a lot of people that use Echelon bikes yeah. out there. And if that's what you can afford and you like it, you go right ahead and use it. My and, issue is with the company ripping Peloton off. At yeah, every we turn. should say, because I feel like we haven't talked about Peloton in a while. So if somebody Echelon has, in a while. I'm sorry, Echelon in a while. Obviously, we've talked about Peloton. If somebody has an Echelon bike and now disgruntled with us, <laughs> like our frustration with Echelon over the years is that their attempts to emulate Peloton have bordered on trademark infringement and bordered and, yeah well didn't they lose a yeah on something so, so that's our frustration with echelon not so. that you have an echelon not bike an echelon. not that you don't have a peloton right. bike just want yeah, to be clear about that but so yeah they're running a trade in your bike program yeah so they expect you to train in your peloton and then they'll give you a rebate of a thousand dollars so basically one of their bikes for free What's interesting about this is that SoulCycle already tried this and it failed miserably. Miserably. Didn't they say they got like six bikes or something? Yeah, it was it, like... It was like, I'm pretty sure it was under 10. Yeah, it was, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, just interesting. I think with Echelons, here's their business model. They're like, you know what? We've been stealing good ideas and it hasn't been working. What if we stole the bad ideas? I just thought it was funny that not only do they steal all the ideas from Peloton, then they steal the idea to try to get business right. from Peloton by stealing SoulCycle's idea. Yes. To take over Peloton. Just craziness. Craziness. Other connected fitness. If you dig your Strava, they, I guess, had what a team chat recently where they had tips for optimizing your Peloton bike experience. Yeah. And basically, there's a lot of people that may not even know this. You can link your Peloton bike with your Strava account. Back in the day, it was all the rage. It's all we did. <laughs> and one of the cool things that they are able to do now is use your FTP to look at the power analysis that comes out of Strava. So you can combine the two pieces of information together to get more data to be able to see how you're improving over time in your statistics. So you can take the FTP test on your Peloton bike and then you enter that number into your Strava profile. That's a big deal, people, because they never used to do that. You always used to have to get a power meter. That was the only way to do it. Ah. So this is a big deal. <laughs> this gotcha. is a very big deal. <laughs> you could guesstimate your FTP. I think they did have that. But now you can use it straight from your Peloton. Awesome. CNET, we mentioned them earlier, but they had an article this week about AI and fitness and how it's affecting people's workouts. Yeah, it's interesting because I am hearing a lot about these things. I'm hearing about this in so many places. I hear about this at MetPro because the different coaches, they discuss how they use AI if they have questions that they get over and over from people to kind of formulate their own response. Mm -hmm. And then I also hear about things like Aptive and Aptive is rolling out and basically an entire technology. All of their classes are based on AI instructors. They have like a whole thing. So you go into your Aptive app and you've been seeing instructors and now all of a sudden you have an AI instructor. And it's a little robot voice and it's like <laughs> totally different. People are freaking out about it. So it's taking over all these different areas of fitness. It's happening everywhere. So I think it's just absolutely fascinating. One other thing, they yeah. also talk about the AI that occurs like in tonal and how it uses algorithms to like figure out the weight that you should be using. And then you have the AI that's in the guide and you have the AI that's in the gaming and all the Peloton gaming and that kind of thing. So there's a lot of AI that's happening in fitness that's not a robot taking over. I just want to be clear about that. Yeah. So like a lot of times you're using AI and you might not even realize. Mm hmm. This is what I was just talking about, about the Aptive. Okay. 
So basically, like I said, they rolled out this new app and they didn't tell anybody that it was coming. Oh. Like everybody's just rolling along in their app. And then all of a sudden people are get this download forced on them. That's like, OK, here's an update. And they open up the update. And it's like, and now you're using a robot. For now you got a robot. Plans. And they got a U2 album. <laughs> so they said Aptiv did respond and say that like next week things are going to be explained better. But people were very upset that <laughs> they have to wait till next week to understand why all this has happened. So it's sounds like a lot of massive confusion over there. I find that fascinating. That is a new one. We were replacing all of our coaches with AI. Yeah. Woo. Okay. Good luck with your PR nightmare. Yeah. And we have a new digital platform for fitness. Right. So not really. Obey has been around a while, but okay. what's different about it is now it's personalized. And this is another way of using AI. So this whole conversation is very well gotcha. uh, well-rounded. So what they do is they figure out like, okay, this kind of person, they go through and they answer all these questions. Mm -hmm. And the person who wants to sign up, they get all this information to say, this is what kind of person I am. This is how I exercise. This is what I like to do. This is the kind of workouts I like to do. So then their AI over at Obey looks at all their different workouts, and then it puts together personalized programs for that person. Now, this was interesting because they actually quote Barry McCarthy in this article. It was a very old article from last year, an old quote, rather, from last year, where he had said that the one thing that you will see people changing the most over the next year at Peloton is personalization. So the person who wrote this article wondered, are we going to see this type of thing for Peloton? I have no idea, but they are doing a lot of gaming. They are doing a lot of AI. They are doing a lot of personalization. Now, my understanding from what Barry has always said is that personalization is more about how Netflix personalizes, like, oh, based on what you're doing, right. this is what you would like to see more of. But could it be something like this? I don't know. Will they put together programs based on what you've done in the past? Wouldn't that be fabulous? I mean, it Peloton seems like, definitely needs more programs. It seems like the logical evolution. It does. Speaking of logical evolution. Lululemon announces trail team and female driven science initiative with further. Yeah. So basically, they're doing a bunch of scientific studies. Lululemon is giving money to finance all of these scientific studies being done about the female athlete. And they are going to be looking into a whole bunch of different insights. There are a bunch of female athletes that are going to be working really hard over the next nine months with the goal of a collective six-day ultra running experience in the spring of 2024. And it's going to be supported by science all the way and they have a goal of breaking world records as they do it okay. so i am actually really interested in this i want to see how this goes in case you missed it obviously memorial day already occurred but the classes that they put out are still out there and waiting for you yeah they all dropped on may 29th and there were several of them. I, I don't know how many. I can't remember now. But it was several classes that they dropped that were all on demand so that even though the studios were going to be closed, that you could still enjoy sweating with your favorite instructors. Clip out helper B Darcy. <laughs> I'm sure Darcy will love that title. <laughs> Put together a Peloton gym pros and cons for people wondering if it's worth their time. Yeah. So she took a couple of the classes and she went through point by point to see like, hey, what are the best experiences? So she had some cons that she put out there that are just like, it's not the best to use. Like, let me say she get a caveat that she used it on her phone. So it's possible this experience might be different, but I don't think it is because this is only exists on the app right now. So I don't think so. 
But here's the thing that is a con to me, and that is some of the classes require equipment we haven't seen before from Peloton. So weight benches, barbells. In fact, I even saw like uh, pull-ups being done, like a pull-up bar. Right. Not everybody has those things. Yeah. Um, well, wouldn't this only be available on the app? Because the idea is you take it with you to the gym. That's, so that's what I was saying. It would be... Well, you said so far. So oh, well, I, who knows? They could change it. But it would seem kind of counterproductive for it to be on your bike because you're not going to take your bike with you to the gym. Precisely. Sure, you could have a super advanced home gym, but you probably also got an iPhone at that point. Yes, definitely. So my point being that whenever you have all this equipment they're asking for, if you're trying to use your home gym, that may not work because they're asking for things to be used that you might only be gotcha. able to get in an actual yeah. gym. You'd have to have a pretty advanced home gym to have some of the equipment at the ready. Exactly. Now, she also went through the pros. And the biggest one, in her opinion, is that you can follow the expert programming without having to be on screen with an instructor. Because... There's so many people that don't have the time or the ability or I just want to get my workout done. I don't want to listen well, and to how something. many times do you see people say like being snarky, like, can we shut the instructors up? Yeah. Well, now you can. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the interface is incredibly easy to use. It's incredibly intuitive. And the navigation is as well. So thank you so much, Darcy. Apparently you're a helper bee. She's and helper uh, bee. you put together this great article. In the not too distant future, we will have a full review coming up. We sure people, will. So keep an eye out for that. Yep. Three new Peloton programs showed up in the app recently. Yes, two of them were specific for the row community. So there's a You Can Row. I think actually that might have been available to everybody beforehand, but that had a rower. But now people who are on the app can access that. Gotcha. So that's new to people who are on the app. And then there is a brand new one called Perfect Your Pace Targets. Now they've had this for the bike and they've had it for the running and now they have pace targets for the rowing. So that is really cool. And then a self-care retreat. This is a really interesting one because it is totally different than anything they've done. It includes meditation, yoga, and other classes that are all about helping you de-stress and relax. Nice one week of classes, all taught by Anna. Love it. So fun that they're still putting out this new content. Absolutely. And Pump Up the Volume Strength program is now available on all Peloton platforms. Yes, this is one of the guide-exclusive programs and now enough time has passed so that you can get it now if you'd had a peloton guide you would have been able to have it instantly but if you're not now you can get it everywhere and a reminder before we close out that live classes are on hiatus this week so don't lose your yeah and nikki put together one of our other helper bees apparently yes. nikki smith she put together this really cool article that she has a whole bunch of where all the instructors have been this week so if you're missing all of your instructors, you can follow along and see where everybody has gotten off to because they are literally all over the world. <laughs> Peloton birthdays. And finally, we've got one birthday this week. It's Cody Rigsby. I think you've heard of him. Huh. And his birthday is coming up on June 8th. Happy birthday, Cody. Happy birthday. And coming up after this, we're going to talk to Melissa... Ferrara. Ferrara. And you probably know her better as Moms of Peloton. So if you ever wonder how that came to be or what goes on behind the scenes, stick around because we're going to let you find out. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Melissa Ferrara, but you probably know her better as Moms of Peloton. So congratulations on being plural. <laughs> Thank you. Or possessive. Or possessive in plural. Possessive in plural. We're doing both. We're doing both. It could be both. It could totally be both. 
All right. Thank you for having me here. Well, thank you for being here. And I know that you've probably answered this a billion times, but I love to go back in time and find out like how people originally got into Peloton, like how it popped up on your radar and you decided, ooh, I need to get one of those. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love this question because as OGs, I think we thrive with this, right? It's like such pride. So I actually worked a block away from the Peloton studios. So unlike most people that bought the bike and they live across the country or wherever, I started at the studio. So 2015, I walked by, I was like, oh, this looks good. And I was a huge fitness person. And I always dabbled with different classes all over the city. And I walked in and I was like, let me give this a shot. And my first class was Robin and I was hooked ever since, but I worked a block away. It's perfect. I kind of hate you a little bit for that. A <laughs> little bit, just a little. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, it's weird because I was a studio rider for so many years and I didn't get my bike until 2019. Oh my God. You did studio I... only for that long? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because my apartment, I didn't think I could fit it in the apartment. And sure. as we know now, I mean, it literally takes up four feet of space. So I always rode in the studio. And then I got a surprise of a lifetime for my husband in 2019. And yeah, so I was a studio rider first. And then I got the bike. So when you got the bike... Well, first of all, congratulations on getting the bike before the pandemic. Yes, well done. (laughs) Well done on your husband's part. Was this a birthday present, Christmas... Yes. It's so funny because so my birthday is two days before Christmas okay, and then Christmas, we celebrate Christmas. And then my anniversary is New Year's Eve. Oh, wow. So my husband was like, you know what? And I planned our wedding. I'm an event planner and our wedding was like the Super Bowl. It was out of control. And I love you, Anthony, but he really did not much besides give me the names of who he needed. So he was like, well, well, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang <laughs> on. Time out, Green Day. <laughs> Flag on the play. You're an event planner. You're planning your own wedding. I think we all know the last thing you want is that man's input. You know what? You're so right. This is my spot. Like, this is her sweet 16. And then I had to stop myself and I kept calling it my wedding. And I feel terrible saying that. I was like, I love you. It's your wedding too. So, Tom, you are correct. I did not want any part of it, but I wanted something for it. Something for all the work, you know? It's like a push present. It was like my push present for my wedding. I needed some thanks. Okay. So. It's that's, also that's fair. That's fair. Also, hopefully, you would put it out there in the ether that you wanted the one because 19 is when, that's when the big commercial that's happened. That's when the big commercial happened. Happened. And so to on the heels of that, of all the controversy to turn around and go, you know what? I will buy my wife a Peloton. That's a little ballsy she on his part. She does need to keep it tight. Well, you make a valid point, John Foley. Right? I mean, I'm sorry. I still like the commercial. I know it's so much. I'm like, I actually love the commercial, love the marketing between behind it. I'm like, these people get way too crazy with cancel culture and craziness. But yeah, so... It was a, I guess, trifecta present and totally took me for a loop. I have the video on my feed and I'm like crying. (laughs) I thought it was a water bottle. He gave me, I guess, the production case that they give you when you get the bike and got the water bottle. And I'm like, it's so nice. And I'm like, what do we do with this water bottle? I have a million of these water bottles. (laughs) And then he's like, so you're getting the bike. And I'm like, it's just the best. It's the best. If you've ever been surprised for a bike, it's the best. 
Yeah. And it's the best too, like when like you think it's gonna be a bad present. And then because it it you're up like being a water bottle. I'm yay! trying not to look like a bitch, but what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. Totally, totally. So that was like my like there will be no better present. Like I am sorry. Like even jewelry, I'm like, I don't really care. But Peloton <laughs> and Pelotoners and people in the studio, they know like getting a bike in your city apartment is like the end all be all it was amazing yeah so now you said you dabbled a lot before peloton are you like all in on the peloton now are you still cheating or what's that <laughs> looking like <laughs> so i i know right and i'm tempted because there's a few cool studios in new york that have just opened but no i'm all peloton i really am i wish that i ventured out a little bit because it is so concentrated and cult-like, but I just can't do it. I, I feel bad. I, I do. I feel like I'm cheating. And it's also like, I have a daughter. So for me, like this morning, I jumped on an hour and she's running around. My husband's there. Like, it's just convenient. Yeah. And I would love to try something new. Like there's a new, what's it called? I think it's like above something in New York. It's like this climbing machine that's like a stairmaster but you pull down on it is that the one that jay-z bought when did jay-z buy a stair that was called climber that was called climber climber yeah okay so it's a climber but it's like in a club vibe and i have no idea how long i would last on it to be honest because that just sounds like hell like it does climbing for 30 minutes (laughs) that sounds awful someone told yeah it sounds awful but it sounds like a great ass burner i need to switch it up a little bit so To answer your question, no, I've not cheated from Peloton. I'm a loyal wife to Peloton. So, no, I should, but no. She wishes she had sewed her oats a little bit before she settled down, but she is not currently looking for Pelo Polyamory. Pelo Amory. Exactly. And New York is only so big. I mean, it's big, but the fitness world is kind of small. Yeah. So I can't, you know, you'd, I you'd can't get be, found out. You would. Yeah. yeah. They would come after me. I mean, my DMs are already insane. They'd be like, really? You know, people, people are intense. So I I gotta, I gotta, Amen, girl. You don't got to tell us. As <laughs> I say, I'm like, my DMs, it goes from like, how do I get a studio ride to, oh my God, this instructor cursed during this ride to, Who's Cody dating this week? I'm like, guys, I'm like, give me a second here. That's the last thing I need on top of all of that. (laughs) Don't you know everything right now? I love that people... You need to tell me this super deep secret. That nobody else knows. Like, they're always like, tell me more more details about this. Who are you? Like, you're brand new to me. Yeah, that's so funny. funny. It is. So you're kind of alluding to Moms of Peloton on IG, people who already know they're listening. But like for people who don't know, tell us exactly how that got started. Like what made you decide, oh, this would be fun. (laughs) Yeah. So like I mentioned, I'm an event planner. And because of COVID, obviously, in New York and everywhere else, we weren't having events. And my brain just felt like it took like a halt. My creative (laughs) brain shut down. And I was like, I need something. And I need something to do on my couch. I just had my daughter in October 2020. Thought to myself, what can I do that's just easy and fun and whatever? And my love for Peloton, I was always making jokes about it. And I loved memes. And I loved the community. I was in a bunch of Facebook groups. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make an Instagram. And I really don't care if it's just me doing it. It's something to give my creative outlet somewhere to live and breathe on the internet. So I created Moms of Peloton. And initially, it was really more so geared towards memes for moms, right? So I started 
And I had, I don't know, like 10 followers, which were my sister-in-law, my brother, like it was just family, my dad. And they were like, you know, this is funny. And then I created just like a real impersonating Moira Rose from Shit Creek. And I think that kind of got a little bit viral and picked up. And then I gained some more traction. And I realized that it wasn't just moms. It was people in the community, men, women, pet owners, whoever. And then it kind of just grew into what it is now, which is awesome and fun. I love it. Yeah. So before you found Peloton, what all were you doing? Did you do much or was that your first foray? No, I was doing everything. I was an Orange Theory girl. I was doing a ton of flywheel. That was like my thing. I would go flywheel, Peloton, flywheel, Peloton. I was going back and forth to the studios because flywheel was on 21st Street and Peloton was on 23rd and I was on 22nd. So I'd be (laughs) like, let me try over there, flywheel. And it was just like totally different vibes for the studios. And then what else was I doing? Oh, a ton of bar classes. Literally like everything that Peloton has on the app, I was doing in smaller capacities all over New York City. Okay. And then they consolidated it and you were like, no more. <laughs> I know. And the, once the bar came, I was like, you guys really got me by the balls. I'm like, I am <laughs> stuck by the bar. here. Ex- by the bar. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I am so stuck. And then they did the dance cardio, which I was taking at classes 305 in the city. So I'm like, they just knew. And then they did the kickboxing, the cardio kickboxing with Kendall and yeah. Brad. So I definitely had fitness ADD and Peloton now has fitness ADD and we're just, like I said, a happy marriage, happy wife, happy life. So when it comes to your IG, what kind of stuff do you post now? Like, are you sticking mostly with your memes? Are you doing videos? Are you doing a combination? And how do you come up with content for it? That's a great question. So yeah, I mean, I stick with the memes, but I feel like the memes prompt a conversation and they prompt the community. It's not just like, people tagging their friends on the memes. They're answering questions. They're responding with opinions and their voice and whatnot. So it's memes plus some fun reels, but it's always creating a conversation and getting the community to be engaged. I do host challenges once a month. So today I have a challenge actually going on right now, which is fun. So I will add in some fitness elements to it. And then I'll go live. So if I go to the studio, I'm creating content for people to see what it's like to be at an event. Emma just had her book signing. So I'm like, you guys know I'm going live for all of y'all in California and England, Australia, all over the world to kind of get that insider glimpse. So it's kind of like a little bit all over the place, but a fun spot for Peloton lovers for sure. So what was the turnout there like? I'm just curious. Oh, the Emma Emma book book thing? Yeah. uh, It was huge. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a very cool venue. It was large. I would say the balcony wasn't totally full, but the floor was filled and two rows of it were Peloton instructors. So I know I saw you guys at Logan's fashion show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was a similar crowd to that. So I think it was about maybe like 15 instructors. There was more at Emma's book signing, but Alex to Daddy Morton to Hannah Corbin... Of course, Cody was the moderator. Right. He is fantastic. I mean, everybody, actually, most of them, besides Rebecca Kennedy, because she was in Paris, I believe. But they all got on stage and people go crazy. I mean, look, it's like they're celebrities and they're they're pilo celebrities 
they love it. The audience loves it. Everyone was getting excited. And when they entered the theater, everyone was clapping and excited. So it was a good time. Yeah, it's the new level of celebrity that our culture seems to have, which is interesting. I think probably ultimately healthier for people because like you're a big deal to a very small subset of people. And so like you can still go out in the world like right. If you're Tom Hanks and you go to Disney World, you're going to get swarmed. But if you're Hannah Corbin and you go to Disney World, a couple people might be like, oh, hey, I know you. But But you can also go to a place that's Peloton related and you'll be you will be swarmed. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you get that best of both worlds. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think there's a few that are a little bit more so like Cody. Yeah. 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 Like I do think with Cody, it's gotten to be extensive for him. But yeah, for someone like Hannah Corbin, Callie, they can walk on the streets and feel comfortable. I would think, I hope they feel comfortable. I know a few instructors have some issues with safety which is a shame because there's some weirdos out there. But yeah, I think that's the best of both worlds. They don't have to feel like Tom Hanks, like you said. Right. Yeah. 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 That would be a tough road to walk. It would. Yeah. I just planned an event for Tom Hanks, actually, for a man <laughs> called Otto. I was doing his huge release for it in New York. And same thing. It's like their security detail is so intense and it's extensive. And I just want to walk outside my house and pat and feel comfortable. And I can't even imagine what they go through. So the Peloton instructors, that's why I said before, I was like, to the Moms Peloton crew, I said, there will be instructors there. Trust me. Because they like it too. They like to feel that energy right. to get that praise. I mean, who wouldn't? So I said, I was like, they will be there. Don't be alarmed. Like, they will be there. Trust me. And they're really good about supporting each other's things. They, are. they show up at each other's stuff all the time. It's so sweet. And I love the fact that they moderate for each other. And that's what made Emma's book really so great because Cody's known her since they were dancers before they made the hundreds of thousands that they are right now. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So I think there's like some nostalgic sweetness to it. And they remember when they weren't famous before the pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. Because I mean, I remember being in classes prior to the pandemic where there would be empty seats in Cody's classes. Yeah. And I would be front row for Alex's classes every single ride. And they were just regular fitness instructors. So it's interesting to see how it's evolved for sure. Especially since like if you want to be a celebrity or famous fitness instructor is not the path people would recommend. Right. right? It's it's acting. It's being in a band, something like that. But like people didn't become fitness instructors so they could become celebrities like that. There was just not a path when they started (laughs) out. It's so weird to think about. And even still, I'm like, this is so strange. Like they're teaching But people are obsessed with it. And I think that Instagram has really elevated that because they're seeing behind the scenes. They're seeing Jess King's house renovation and she has a baby now and Emma's redoing her house and two days, like killing it, speaking engagements all over. And her life is so fun with the Nike sponsorship. So it's like kind of like reality stars, Mm -hmm. you know, they need their own reality show because each of them has their own path that they're taking. And it's all so interesting to the outsiders. Yeah. I mean, I know you interact with them quite a bit. So do you ever get a sense that I've heard people say this before? They worry that some of those instructors who are like super, super famous, like a Cody, that maybe they might like get either overexposed or just outgrow Peloton and move on. Do you ever hear that? Do you ever get that sense? Oh, yes. 
Oh, the DMs. Back to the DMs. (laughs) This is a constant question. And it's always about the same three instructors. It's like Tunde, Robin, and Cody. Cody's the number one. This is my response. They're not going to go anywhere. Peloton is going to continue to pay them to even just show up for a half an hour in a month. And they'll get paid X amount of dollars. And that X amount is quite large, I'm sure. I don't know the number. So they're not going to go anywhere. Why would he? Because it's like, okay, you do a half an hour class once a week, you're done, you get paid and you still get that exposure. I do not think they would go anywhere. It's, Unless not, that, Peloton- yeah, it's not that time consuming for him. The, the, what I would compare it to, and this is going to be a weird comparison, is <laughs> professional wrestling, right? Like it's like, and it's mostly guys, those guys that do this, those guys go off and they make their movies, but when they got a movie to push, they still come back. Because they know that there's a core fan base there and they want to drive them to the box office on opening day. And so you still see John Cena on there. You still see The Rock show up and wrestle sometimes. And I think they would follow a business model like that if Cody was just like absolutely like, I've got to go do this other thing. My gut tells me that, yeah, they're going to leave the door open so he can kind of come and go as it will. Yeah. And it's interesting because Peloton supports their endeavors, right? And that, I don't know, like on a legal standpoint, like how that's working and how they're navigating that, but Peloton encourages them to do this. So I don't know if they get a percentage of sales for something or, or what it is, but it's very interesting to me. But yeah, I don't see them going anywhere and frankly, I think it's smart for them not to go anywhere Yeah, because it's there's been a wide. few instructors that have yeah. left and you don't hear about them. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. mean, without the platform, like right now, that's the only game in town to be a celebrity fitness instructor. Yep. And other people are trying, but nobody's really been able to replicate it yet. Not on that scale. And my guess is with the sponsorships, I doubt that Peloton gets a cut, but I think the advantage to Peloton is one. It's a lot of unearned media for their instructors and they don't have to pay them as much. Mm -hmm. Right. Like not that they don't get paid well, like don't cry for them, Argentina. Right. But but, but they're doing okay. But at the same time, if, (laughs) if Robin has a deal with Adidas or whoever she has a deal with. And Peloton said, no, you can't do that. Well, the first words out of Robin's mouth are going to be, well, then you need to pay me what Adidas would have paid me. Yeah. And so. Great point, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it also works together. It's synchronous, right? Because if Robin goes out and she has her deal with Adidas and she's all over TV and she's all over all these ads, right? That just brings more recognition to Peloton. So I agree with you 100%. They're not going anywhere. That is always my sense, but I just like to hear other people's thoughts on it. (laughs) Yeah. I think that people do think, oh, like Cody will do live TV. I love Cody. And I saw Cody on Dancing with the Stars. I don't know that live TV is the spot for him. I think that I was surprised. And again, the Cody people are going to freaking come after me for this one. They're going to come after me. Don't at me, at her. (laughs) I think he's most comfortable in the saddle. And that's where his jokes are coming. And maybe when he gains experience, he would do something like a talk show. But I think that talk show would be more tuned in. Yeah. Way more yeah. like in the tune day favor. If I was a producer, I would say tune day for that for sure. But I think that Cody is fun in these other little elements and he's been doing some 
food reviews and restaurant reviews. And I like that for him. I think that's perfect for him. I don't necessarily know that interviewing would be something up his alley, but if he were to get something, and I said before, Food Network, pick him up, do all New York City reviews or fly him all over wherever he's going. He's fun in his element when he's just him. Yeah. Not interviewing. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I agree with what you said about Tune Day. Like that I could see turning into a talk show thing because I feel like <laughs> now my turn to get at it. I feel like yeah. whenever she did the podcast for Fit- Peloton Fitness, Fitness Flipped, Flipped, she really they scripted it too much. Yeah, they took I all agree. the Tune Day out of it. Mm-hmm. They made it so, so formulaic that they just took all of her personality and squashed it. And she's got so much and- like let her go. She's perfect the way she is. Don't hold that back. And so I think in another place where she was just allowed to do whatever, she would really shine in that way. Oh, totally agree with you. Yeah, it's interesting to see where we could place them. And Robin, too. I mean, Robin's masterclass, I don't know if you guys took the masterclass with that app, but I had the app. And then I saw that Robin had her masterclass course. She killed it. But it was perfect for her because she's so motivating. And she's just intense and just like, yes, you can do it and that kind of thing. Whereas she's not this light and fluffy, fun, bubbly kind of person. She is more like, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to tell you what you need to do. And if you don't follow it, that's on you. Yeah. But let me tell you, this is what you got to do. You know, that's just her. <laughs> so it's like, let them live. Just like you said, Crystal, let them live in these areas where they are themselves and don't pigeonhole them and create the fakeness that we can see right through it. So it's true. As long as they're following true to their heart and their personality, I think they're going to do great. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like with Tunis podcast, it's like, I feel like she had done a good job and then someone had edited it to within mm. an inch of its life. Yeah. And so I feel like if they had just let it play as a more normal conversation and you can certainly go through and tighten things up and whatnot. Of course. But, but it was just so like it felt almost like a trailer for another podcast instead of the mm. actual podcast. Yeah. I I will say, though, and I'm sure you see this with your own content, it's so much easier to go back and pick things apart than it is to do it yourself. Like there's just whenever you're putting things out there, I'm sure there were lots of thoughts about why they did what they did and how they did it. And so it's easy for us to be like, "Ah, why'd you do it that way? But right. Not so easy to know in the moment how to do it. So. <laughs> totally, totally agree. I know. And that's the thing. It's like you're second guessing your content. Like, should I put this out there? Should I not put this out there? What's going to have the most engagement? What's not? And you have to try it. And yeah. for her, she tried it. I actually didn't really listen. I listened to a little bit, but I'm always so crazy busy. And I just started getting into podcasts myself. So I'm going to go back. I hope that they still have them available because I want to listen to them. It's they still are. out there. They're yeah. still out there. Yeah, totally. I'll definitely take a listen yeah. for sure. So having said all this, do you have instructors that you gravitate more to than others? Yeah, that's a great question. I definitely do. And I think it's very apparent. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, I need to get more instructors on the page because I stick to with who I love. And it's really hard for me to veer past that. They're all amazing. And everybody has their own cup of tea. And it's something that I ask frequently on my page too. I'm like, okay, so like, what instructor like are you gravitating towards? People are like, how can I even answer that question? There's so many. I'm like, I know, but you have a few right. that you love. You, you always do. do. You do. You have like three you, you click with. Everybody has at least three they click with that like really, yeah. really click. Yes. And that's what I said. I made a joke. I was like asking who your favorite Peloton instructor is, like asking the new, like, what's your Zodiac sign? <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's what I feel. And my response to that was Robin is my sun sign. 
Maddie Majacomo is my moon sign and Emma is my rising. And I feel like that just runs the gamut of like super intense, like I said. And then you get the Maddie in there. That's just your bestie. And like we're talking and about Broadway plays and like gossip, but like in a good, fun, positive, not like gossip way. And then Emma's got the 90s playlist where you can just jam and like feel her Martha's Vineyard vibe and whatnot. So it just makes like for me, the perfect Peloton circle is those three. But not to say that I don't love Alex Toussaint. I mean, he has been my guy since the beginning at, at the studios. I think his energy is totally unmatched and awesome and out of control. Like he's just amazing. And then I like, I don't know, I guess I love Dennis Morton too. I don't know. I always make jokes about him. I call him Daddy Morton. He's my thing. It's like, oh, and Adrian. Adrian's another favorite. Yeah. For for beyond his fitness level, just his looks alone give him <laughs> super credit. <laughs> but I don't know. Who do you guys gravitate towards? Well, Tom doesn't do any Peloton. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So but I have like different people for different moods. I'd say on the bike, I tend to go toward Jen Sherman because I really, first of all, I love her group. Like the people who make up the tribe are just like really, really amazing people. And they're always so uplifting and accepting. And I really yeah. like that. So that's one. And then on the tread, really lately, I have been super like Susie Chan, Bex Gentry. And if like you said, I can't ever not enjoy a walk with Maddie or a run with Maddie. Like the man just makes me smile no matter how oh. of a mood I'm in. And so it used he- to be me. I used to do that. <laughs> that's- Tom, you're out. Maddie, you're in. Yeah, <laughs> But it's funny because I love the humor from both of you in such like different ways. And but yeah, Maddie just always makes me laugh. So but Susie Chan and what an inspiration to start running in your late 30s. I feel very that resonates with me because I started running in my late 30s. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm nothing like Susie Chan. But like it just feels like, (laughs) oh, like that is inspirational. I could continue to grow into that. And then as far as like yoga, I mean, Ross Rayburn, of course. I mean, first of all, just like the nicest person on the planet. That's bar none. And then like all of the yoga instructors are great. They just are so very relaxing. Chelsea Jackson Roberts with how accessible she is. Like you take one of her classes, even if you can't do yoga, you're just like, okay, I did that. Like I did that. That's okay. (laughs) I totally, I was at Ross's first class back after the pandemic in the new studio. I don't do yoga. I don't do yoga. And beforehand, there's seven spots in there. I was like, guys, I booked this because I was like, oh, I want to get into the studio and I would love to see Ross. I have so much respect for him and meditation and whatnot. I'm like, but now it's hitting me. I don't even do yoga. Right. And they were like, Melissa, don't worry. You're going to do great. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. And then next thing you know, he's going through, he's like, okay, so it's your 700th yoga. I'm like, guys, you literally played it down how good you were. And I'm over here like struggling with downward dog. And his husband was there. who's also absolutely fucking fantastic. I was like, can somebody else take my spot? I am not supposed to be here at all. So I will always remember that. But yes, the yoga instructors are amazing. And Susie, I have to give her huge like props. She is amazing. She's absolutely like something to strive for, such an inspiration. I'm dying to go to London. I think the London instructors have such a different vibe and are just so fun loving. So I truly, I know I'm going to get there this year. I'm just dying to go. I don't know if you've been, but no, no, I haven't been to London. I keep 
it's like on my list, but it's like such a long trip. Like, you Especially know, from St. Louis. Yeah. And then we've got the teenagers and it's like, do we take them? Do we not take them? I mean, can't they figure that out on their own? Like, do they need me to take them? You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't. I just had this conversation. Somebody was asking me like, oh, like when you go to London, are you bringing your daughter who's two and a half? I was like, no, no, she will not be going. Yeah. She will be staying somewhere she else. She can't keep up on the sightseeing. There's no way. <laughs> Absolutely not happening. And I want people to enjoy. And as parents, you just want to have like a second to breathe and relax. But yeah, the London instructors can't wait, want to go, love all of them. Yes. Yes, definitely. So what is your leaderboard name? So my leaderboard name is super boring. It's Mom's a Peloton, okay, right? Makes it's sense. like you know, no, that's branding. Nice branding. Little, that's yeah. branding. Branding the shit out of it. But I was thinking about it the other day because my leaderboard name started out as Miss New Jersey, right <laughs> before my husband. And I was like Miss New Jersey, fun. They'll, no one will get that wrong. Miss New Jersey. And then I got married, and I changed it to Mrs. New Jersey. <laughs> so it was available. Like, okay. <laughs> it was available. Okay. I would love to still grab it because I loved that leaderboard name. And then I had my kid, I had my baby and I was like, all right, how am I going to do this? I gained so much weight during my pregnancy because it was through COVID. So I changed my name to mama's hauling ass (laughs) because I was literally hauling like 65 extra pounds up those hills. I was like, I'm truly hauling ass right now. This is not easy. (laughs) And then I changed it to mom's of Peloton to just make it easier for all the challenges and whatnot that I have. So that makes That's sense. That's the story. Long story, Tom, of my leaderboard names. Well, if you want Mrs. New Jersey, you should probably create a dummy account and go snag it before this airs. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, damn, because you feel like such a weird connection to I it. I do. Yeah. I know exactly how you feel. Right? Yeah. And if you do do that, you could always keep it just because you never know when you might want to like ride and nobody knows. Just hop on by yourself without, maybe you don't want all the high fives. Maybe you don't want to have 17,000 people you know on. Sometimes you just like a little quiet. (laughs) I know, I know. And I always think about that too, because I think, and I know a lot of the celebrities have burner accounts too, because obviously they don't want people knowing them. But it's funny because I'll be in a ride from like 2019 by myself. And then all of a sudden someone pops up and they're high fiving. And I'm like, no, I just wanted to. And I love it. I mean, I love everybody, but I'm like, oh, exactly like you said, you want that moment to just be alone in your, you know, I cry on the bike. I'm laughing on the bike. I'm like, I want to be in my emotions, my bike emotions solo. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for doing this, Melissa. We really appreciate it. Before we let you go, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. (laughs) Yes, you can find me at Moms of Peloton on Instagram. I'm going to be doing a podcast later on in the year that has nothing to do with Peloton at all. So follow along for those ventures. But yeah, and on the leaderboard, Mom's Peloton. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Yes, we do. Thank you, guys. Thanks. And virtual high five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even Tom jumped in. Well, it's virtual. It's not yeah. 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 So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next week, where can people find you? They can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and the Peloton leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Of course, don't forget our Patreon at patreon.com slash The Clip Out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling. Oh, and running. There you go. <laughs> and rowing. <laughs> <laughs>